Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. Call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 211 of the show on Super Fans. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm going to warn you. I'm interviewing Pat Flynn, and he is a best selling author. And I'm just going to tell you, it's far. This is a team training of ours and it is just, wow. Uh, I wouldn't listen to this multitasking. I would sit down and take notes or at least have your phone out in a note section open. Uh, it is, it's pretty next level y'all. So I know you're going to love it. Make sure when you do love it, you screenshot it, you put it in your story and feel free to tag me and Pat Flynn, right? Um, at I'm boss Lee, of course is me. And then just at Pat Flynn on Instagram is him. I would definitely share this to team members. They need to hear this. This is going to teach you how to build a brand. And so today's episode reviewer of the show and make sure you get your five-star reviews in for giveaways is law 813-658-7734. Priceless five stars, the absolute best podcast. I learned so much from Jessie Lee. She is also one of the most motivating people I know. The value she adds is priceless. I love that. And I hope that this episode is priceless for you. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Enjoy episode 211 of the show. And I'm so excited for this interview. This gets me super fired up because I love bringing value to this team. You all have brought so much value to my life. And with no further ado, I would love to bring to the call Pat Flynn. Hello. How are you? How's everybody doing today? Thank you so much for having me on. I think we're doing great. If I could guess, you guys tell him in the chat if we're doing great on Instagram. He's at Pat Flynn. Feel free to text or tag him during any of this. Uh, we would you. love to support you because this is so, like I said, congruent to honestly exactly how we've built this business. And so I'm really excited to get to know you better and uh, find out more about this book in particular. I know you have quite a few books, but I'm obsessed with this one. So thank you, Jesse. I appreciate it. First of all, I was feeling the hype last week, last Wednesday, I had like a hundred people at tag me on stories on Instagram and just sharing how excited they were about today. So if that was one of you, thank you so much. I also hope you don't mind if we have some like sound effects and just make this a good time. Is that cool? <laughs> I think you are definitely on the right call. I think these are your people. Uh, we are, we are definitely on the nerdy weirdo side. So we are all about it. We would love some sound effects. Good. Okay, cool. So we're going to talk about super fans. I, can I just take everybody through how to do it? Really oh my gosh. Everybody? Yes. Yes. Everyone, okay. before he gets started, I want to see pens and paper. Do not be somebody who relies on a long-term memory. I would rather you trust a pen that is running out of ink than your long-term memory. So please grab a pen and paper and then go, 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 Pat. Thank you so much. I'm totally feeling the hype. And you had mentioned the Backstreet Boys, which if you don't know, I have to tell this story really quick. One day during dinner, and my, my wife, I already knew she was this big uh, Backstreet Boys, Boys fan. In fact, she calls them her boys. That's the, They're her boys. You know, and I was an NSYNC fan. I saw some NSYNC fans here in the chat. And, you know, we were still able to get it working together as a marriage. And so we were still able to work it out. Anyway, I was sitting at dinner one day, and I had asked her because I was doing research on, on fans. I was like, hey, how did you become a fan of Backstreet Boys anyway? She puts down her knife, fork, and she looks at me, and she goes, you want me to talk about my boys with you and i was like yeah just like five minutes tell me what's going on and literally two and a half hours later i just got the whole rundown of every single moment that she had with the backstreet boys her first concert her first uh, moment with her first song all these sorts of things and it all led to the things that you don't want to hear after talking to somebody about the backstreet boys for two and a half hours and i i heard these following words i heard i have something to show you and i was like uh what is this? Is this like a tattoo or something? I have no idea what's going on. And 
it wasn't a tattoo, thankfully, you know, one where you like move your hip or something and the boys are moving. Thank God it was not that. But it was almost just as worse. It was a box in her closet with legit all this stuff, like a calendar, bobbleheads of the boys, and including a framed picture of Nick Carter, right? And I was like, where's my framed picture? And she's like, when you join a boy band, then maybe I'll frame your picture. And I was like, okay. Anyway, she's a super fan of Backstreet Boys, but I can't hate. I can't hit on her because I'm also a super fan of certain things. If you could give me a sense of what you're a super fan of in the chat, that'd be really awesome. We can get to know each other a little bit. Um, I love Back to the Future. I'm a super nerd about Back to the Future. And what's really cool is a lot of my audience knows me about that now, uh, about me, which is really cool. And I think one thing we can all do better online is becoming more human. And that's a big theme of what you're going to hear me talk about today. It's just online in this digital space where people are connecting and people often default to doubt about who's offering what or who's selling what. I like to default to generosity and showcase a little bit about who I am as just me, because that's going to help me stand out. Nobody's like you. Nobody's 100% like you. And we should be using that to our advantage. So I'll be talking about a lot of strategies today with relation to super fans, but super fans are really key. They're absolutely key in our business. And in fact, my mission is to help people build super fans and their audience. And the reason this is really important is because I want you to think about this really quick. We have funnels. And you've mentioned funnels, Jesse, and, and funnels are important, right? You have the top of the funnel, which is like the traffic, and then, then some of them become subscribers, some of them become members of your community, and then some of them become customers. And sadly, like, that's it. And when we build for the funnel, we're just building for the customer, and I like to go beyond that. And unfortunately, what happens is we build these funnels, and again, these are great to have. You can check out the conversions and the ROI. This many people come in, this many people come out the other end, and you make this much money. Like, that's fantastic, and you can automate that, which is really dope. But we forget about the customer experience during that time because we expect that if we just pour traffic in the top of this funnel, like we're going to trickle out sales and we can be hands off. And unfortunately, if you're too hands off, and I promise you, there's some things that we just shouldn't scale, uh, shouldn't scale in business. You're going to lose out on that opportunity to build these super fans. So I like to flip this upside down. Imagine the funnel turned upside down. So now it's a pyramid. And this is the journey I'm going to take you on today. The bottom of this pyramid, I want you to think about this pyramid as your overall user base. Everybody who's ever come across you in some capacity, doesn't matter when, they are in this triangle of followers. But there's different levels of followers, right? And the biggest one at the bottom are what I like to call your casual audience. These are the people who just kind of find you. They don't necessarily even know who you are. They were maybe introduced to you by somebody else or they found you on a Google search, a YouTube search or what have you, a social media share or what have you. They don't yet know exactly what you have to offer. And it's our job to convert those people from casual audience members. And mind you, this is where we focus most of our time at the bottom of this pyramid. That's search engine optimization. That's sharing and repurposing our content. This is paying for ads. This is where we spend most of our time. But I don't want you to spend most of your time there because we have an audience that we need to convert from casual audience to active audience. They're now subscribers. They know who you are. When you come out with something, at least they know who you are, what you're about. They're in your ecosystem and they can make decisions from there. But we can go even further up the pyramid, a smaller percentage, but even more important. And that's your connected community. When you make people feel like, this is the key word, you make people feel like they belong mm -hmm. to your tribe and they belong to each other and they find their own identity there. That's where magic happens in our brand, right? That's where like these communities come up with their own name for, the, for themselves, right? Like uh, fans of Lady Gaga are little monsters, right? Beyonce's Beehive. Who else is there? Uh, directioners, uh, One Direction Directioners, um, Justin Bieber's Believers, right? And you might have your own name for your tribe too, but that's where it's cool because you could meet somebody who you don't even know. But if they're a believer like you, um, I'm not a believer myself. Though, although his music is getting a little bit better, I will say. 
Um, he's maturing finally a little bit. But anyway, you're like, hey, you too? Cool, let's talk. And what's your name? You already have that connection. And you and your brand can be the thing that connects even more people together. And I promise you, people might come for the content, but they're going to stay for the community. That makes sense. And we have the empire here, of course, totally. Team Flynn is, is, is for me. It's Team Flynn because, hey, I'm the team captain. I wear that C right here. But we're all in this together. I'm going to pass you the ball. You're going to score sometimes, but we all win together. We all lose together. We're a team. And that's Team Flynn. And then, of course, at the top of the pyramid, the smallest chunk are your super fans. And naturally, just some of those community members are going to become super fans. But there's some things we can do to push people over there in a very graceful way. And I'm going to share with you this journey from casual audience all the way to super fan. And I just want to do a little bit of math for you. If you're scared of math, don't worry. I'm going to make it easy. There's an article that was written in 2007 by a man named Kevin Kelly. This article was called A Thousand True Fans. You may have heard of this. If you have, let me know in the chat. He basically says, you know what? You don't need a blockbuster hit in order to have an amazing, successful business. And he wrote this article for entrepreneurs, for artists, for musicians, and super fans being those people who, you know, if you're a musician, they're going to uh, chill out backstage for hours until you come out so they can get a selfie with you. If you have a product, they're going to buy it without even reading the full sales page. If there are trolls in your audience, they're going to be there to defend you on the front lines and not even have you even know they exist. And these are the people who, if your brand were to go away, they wouldn't be sad. They would be absolutely crushed, right? They'd be absolutely crushed because they feel like a part of them is missing, right? So if you have just a thousand true fans, and let's say on the low end, they're paying you $100 a year. That's less than $10 a month. That's two Starbucks coffees a week, uh, 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 a month, essentially, uh, which is not very much at all. $100 a year times a thousand true fans, it's a six-figure business. It's $100,000. Mm-hmm. And so, no, we don't need a blockbuster hit millions of subscribers. We don't need to create the next Uber or eBay. We need to become the leader of a tribe and build super fans, which is really cool. So that's what I'm going to be taking you on today, this journey. So if you're ready, let me know in the chat. If you're hyped, let me know. We're going to go from casual audience to active audience first. I have some strategies for you. I'm going to take a quick sip of water. Cool. I think we're super excited, by the way. This is, this is super valuable because I think so many people have – Uh, very much so the casual following that you're mentioning, and it's about taking it into that next level. And so uh, I love this. And so if anyone's wondering, because I uh, I, I turned into the, I've got this Lehive now, right? So I'm Jesse Lee, and then I let them name me, like from your book. I said, what do you want to be called? What do you want to be called? And I've done that before with fonts and things like that. Like if I have the Boss Lee fonts, many of you are familiar with, that y'all picked that. I didn't pick that. And, but I got that from you. There's so much that I've already taken from your book that I instantly implemented. And again, I love the book because there's exercises. It says exactly do this, do this, do this. If you're looking for next level in your business, do this. And I hope all of you wrote down what he just said about um, people will come for the content and stay for the connection. Because if you look at the way our organization has worked, if you look at the way our entire team has grown so quickly. It's because you might have come for a little bit of money, a little bit of content, a little bit of training, and now you're like, I'm stuck. Like, I am connected to these people. These are my weirdos. These are the people who speak my language. And I'm sure you're going to talk about learning the language of your people and all of that. Uh, But I love that. And then the thousand true fans. I'm looking at a group of 700 here and then streaming over here on Facebook as well to a couple other hundred people. So we've got like a thousand people watching live. Feel free to share, by the way, if you haven't already. Like, 
I love that you mentioned you don't need a hit because I'm looking at these names. I'm looking at Crystal and Danielle and Valerie and Jenny and Brooke and Abigail and all these people who probably were sitting on here and they were saying, oh my God, I need to have like 50 million followers. I need to... Like, and I, I'm pretty sure you talk about it in your book, but there are people on Instagram with a million followers and it's like their bank account looks like an emergency telephone number. Like they don't, they don't have fans. They don't have super fans. They don't have people who would buy anything and everything and whatever. And so I want all of you who are on here to not compare yourself to the people with the 70,000 followers, 50,000 followers, whatever they may have. And understand that if you listen to what Pat is about to teach you, please, please take notes and get ready to implement. Like it said, he said, you don't need a hit to have a, I can't even read my, my handwriting, but anyway, you don't need to have a huge hit. You only need these thousand true fans. And with, if they spend $10 in a year, that's a six figure business. So take it away, Pat. I think we're super, super excited. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned those numbers. Cause it's really important to understand. I remember this story. I don't know if you've heard of this, but this person who on Instagram had over a million followers, I think it was like 1.4 million followers. And they came out with like a, like some merch, like a t-shirt. And then there was an article that she couldn't even sell 38, like she only sold 38 t-shirts out of millions of followers. And she was like complaining about this and was disappointed. And it was obvious that she didn't have a real connection. She just had large num numbers of people. And I guarantee you there are people with 38 followers who could sell even more than this person because of the connection they have. Right. And yes. in fact, if you're just starting out or you have a quote unquote small audience, guess what? You have more capability than the bigger players to make a direct connection with your audience. You can stand out and become somebody's favorite much faster because you have less people to worry about. You should know every single person's name in your audience if you're just starting out and, and have conversations with them, learn about them. What do they need help with? What are they struggling with? And how can you serve them? And it should always come from a place of service. Your earnings are a byproduct of how well you serve your audience. That's, mm. that's what I live by. So. Um, your earnings are a byproduct of how well you serve your audience. So I'm glad we're on the same page. I'm, I'm, I'm with my people here, which is really, really great. Thank you for bringing us all together. So let's start at the beginning. We're going to talk about bringing your casual audience into active mode. Now they know who you are or they are subscribed to you. So I'm going to share a couple of different things with you. And the first thing I want to share with you relates to an event that I was at. In fact, I was at this event, Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. And I remember um, I was at like the cruise party after the opening night party, kind of hanging out. And I, I hear across the room, somebody yelling my name, like Pat, but they weren't just saying my name. They were saying this, Pat Flynn, big baby, big baby, Pat Flynn. And I was like, y'all hear this, right? Like, what is this person? And I go up and she's like, oh, big baby, Pat Flynn, what's up? And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm a big fan. Thank you so much. And I'm like, what? Like, you just called me. And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I remember in one of your episodes, you talked about how you were an 11 pound, 12 ounce baby. And at the beginning of every one of my episodes, I just mentioned a fun little random fact about me. But that one little random fact was the one little random thing that she remembered and actually decided to yell out in front of everybody. And then we, came, we became friends after that. And yes, it is true. I was 11 pounds, 12 ounces. Haven't really grown much since, as you can tell. That is a giant baby. And also, fun fact, my mom's 4'11". So, <laughs> I don't know, physics, geometry, like I don't believe in physics and geometry because that happened. Anyway, uh, this just shows you that people love to know who is behind the brand. And the more that you can share parts about yourself, and you don't have to share everything, but even little things about you that your friends know about, why doesn't your audience know about you? And in fact, when I started my podcast, I remember um, going to my mentors and some people who already had a podcast. And I was like, guys, I have this idea. I'm going to share a fun fact about myself at the beginning of every episode. In fact, I'm going to have my voiceover guy read it off. And they're like, Pat, that's the, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Why, why in the world would you do that, right? 
And then now, you know, 65 million downloads later, it's like, oh my God, you're a genius, Pat. But I'm not a genius. I'm just being human. Sorry for the pattern interrupts. I like to make sure you're wrong. <laughs> I loved it. More um, sound effects. Give us more. <laughs> okay. You got it. You got it. We're going to have some fun. Thank you. Um, we need to put some more personality into our brand because it's not the, it's not about the B2B or the B2C anymore. It's about P2P, the person-to-person relationships. Just be more human online. This is why we often connect with people who are perhaps a little bit more open with their failures or, or their vulnerability. Some of my most popular episodes in my podcast are, in fact, when I've gotten very honest and emotional with my audience and people feel connected to that because not everybody is going to do that. So it's a quick, easy tip, but don't be afraid to do it. Put a little bit more of you into your brand because your vibe attracts your tribe. If you if you pretend to be somebody else, if you put Lamborghinis in your um, garage with a whole bunch of books or you rent out mansions and, and, and you, you display that, well, sure, people you might get people to like you, but they're going to like the not real you. You need to show up in, in your full self and embrace your weird. That's, that's the truth. We need to embrace our weird a little bit more because your weird brings the same kind of weird people over your way and you create this amazing tribe together. And that, that, that's number one. So embrace your weird and be you. Put more of yourself into your brand. Write like you talk. Talk like you talk on your podcast. You don't have to be. I remember when I wrote my books. Um, I've always struggled because I like to read a lot as well. And when I'm about to write a book, I often want to write like the people I read. And I used to read a lot of Malcolm Gladwell. And when I wrote my book, Superfans, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to make this about like studies and, you know, these scientific things that are discovered that I need to put in my book. And I'm like, wait, that's not me. I'm just a guy with a family and I'm just going to put these stories about my life into this. And guess what? I'm attracting the right kind of people as a result of that. So, yeah, and I, you know, Malcolm Gladwell is great, but I'm not him. He is him. I am me and I'm embracing my weird. So that's that's that. The next tip is. Related to, and you, you had mentioned Ramit, which I'm so glad because this has to do with that. Yeah, you know, it, actually, let me start in college. In college, um, I was in the marching band. Me so too. Stop banner. it. This is just getting better and better. Oh, my God. <laughs> full banner, right? Full, full banner. Full, full banner there. Um, and then I was also an architect. So literally nobody saw me ever because I was either on the, on the marching band field or in architecture studio. But my junior year of college, the spring semester – the first time I didn't have anything going on except a couple classes during the week for two hours on Tuesday and Thursday. I had all this extra time that I did not know to do with. So I did what every 20-year-old college student would do with all that extra time. I played video games. A lot of video games. And in fact, there was one game in particular that I found that literally sucked away my life. It's called World of Warcraft. And the way this game works is you sort of join this virtual world with other people around the world. You have a person that you select a character and then you go on these quests and literally within two minutes, you level up from level experience one to level experience two. You slash a couple creatures, you get a couple pieces of gold and you unlock new abilities. And then all of a sudden you're staying up for 48 hours straight drinking monsters and Red Bulls because you've got to stay up to hang out with your guild who lives on the other side of the world. And this is true. I actually did that. So anyway, super nerd, right? Like anyway, um, there's another game that maybe uh, has this lesson a little bit better just uh, you know, displayed for you, and that is Angry Birds. You might remember Angry Birds. The first level has one bad piggy, the green piggy that you have to knock down, and you have three Angry Birds, and it's at the top of this building. You hit the building, you win, you automatically win, and then you forget to pick up your kids at school because you're at level 725. What I'm trying to get at here is we need to provide our audiences small, quick wins. Small, quick wins. Something they can do when they find us, that they can get a result from 
within 10 minutes. We want to change the lives of our people. Absolutely. And that's very commendable. And we should absolutely have that thought. However, in order to change a person's life, we have to change a person's day first. We have to start small. And this example with Ramit, I want to tell you, is very, very clear within our world of blogging and, and, and online stuff. So back before I became an entrepreneur, I was an architect. I got laid off in 2008 and I started this business helping people pass an architectural exam. That's how I got started. But when I was still an architect, I was obsessed with personal finance blogs. Back when we would read RSS feeds every morning. I don't know if you remember, that's how we used to subscribe to like our content. You wake up, you read your RSS feeds. And I'll subscribe to probably 20 different personal finance blogs. And there was one in particular that I chose not to subscribe to because the name was a little off-putting. This man was a little bit aggressive. His name was Ramit Sethi from IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And he just had this tone that was not like anybody else's, a little bit aggressive for me. But... One day there was this article that was going around from Ramit that everybody was talking about. And it was essentially, um, I, I forgot the title, but it was like, you can read the script that he wrote out for you after calling your cable company and you can save 15% on your cable bill in 15 minutes. So you call your cable company, you read the script, he lays it out for you, and then you can save 15% on your cable bill. Well, at lunch one day, I called the cable company. I was like, sure, 15 minutes. I got 15 minutes. I'll give it a shot. Call the cable company. I saved 25% of my cable bill. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Ramit's my favorite person in the world, <laughs> right? I read everything of his. He and I are now friends and, and, and we support each other. And that was the thing that started that small, quick win. And he teaches people how to change their lives, how to earn more money, how to get a better job, how to manage money much better. But that small little tidbit, and of course, me being a finance nerd, I was like, oh my gosh, he just saved me like $200,000 over 65 years. And compare that savings that he just offered me to what all these other bloggers were offering. Oh, put 20 bucks in your account every month until you're 65, and then you can finally enjoy that, right? So who is more attractive to me, the person who gives me the quick result now or the long-term results later? I think we all know human nature is to want the quick result now. And that's where we need to start so we can bring people into our brand so we can then focus on helping them a little bit further, right? We want quick results now. There's even been a lot of literature about this. Charles Duhigg, who wrote the book Power of Habit, talks about the small, quick wins. It's our reptilian brain to keep going back to those people, those things that reward us. And we can offer those small rewards to people too. If you run a challenge or something, don't make it big. Make it a small challenge that everybody can get a win from. I run a challenge, for example, in my brand called the Zero to 100 Emails Challenge. People starting their email list, zero to 100 in, in, in 72 hours, in three days. And this, I got to tell you, fires everybody up because they get results. It's doable. It's achievable. It's seemingly achievable. It's not 1,000. It's not 10,000. It's 100 emails in three days. And that starts the journey. And that's how a lot of people enter my brand is through little challenges like that. So start small to go big, quick results, quick wins. And just do a little mental check with yourself. Do I actually offer some something quick that my audience can get a result from that solves a big pain that they have in a very short period of time or unlocks a new thought that maybe was holding them back? That's where I would focus right now with regards to this tip. So again, we're still talking about how to get people who just find us to go, oh my gosh, this is my person. This is what I need to know. The last tip I'll have for you here, which is really important, is understanding the language that your audience speaks. You can have the best solution in the world, but if you don't speak the same language, there's no way that there's literally no way that they're going to connect with you. Right. Um, it was, I think, Joe, uh, Jay Abraham, a famous old school Internet marketer who said, if you can define the problem better than your target customer, they will automatically assume that you have a solution. So if you can get in a person's head, this is why having conversations with your audience is so key. In fact, even with an email list of a quarter million, I still make time to have 10 Skype calls a month 
or Zoom calls now with my audience, brand new email subscribers. And I ask them questions like, what are you struggling with right now? How did you find me? What about this idea? What do you think of that? And I can get into their brains so that I can then transpire that on my blog, on my podcast, in my products, et cetera. And that direct connection to the audience and then paying attention and even writing down the key words that they're using about how they describe their problem, right? One of those problems that I heard from a lot of my beginners in my audience was, I'm afraid of wasting my time and money. Well, guess what? I wrote a book called Will It Fly? How to Test Your Next Business Idea So You Don't Waste Your Time and Money. Literally, I didn't come up with that. My audience came up with that. I hate guessing. I absolutely hate guessing in my business. Guessing is, 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 can be absolutely dangerous. So I like to have my audience tell me the answers first. And then I just give it back to everybody else who's very similar to them too. So use that language. Put it in your subject lines of your emails, within your emails, on your sales page, in conversations. And people are going to go, oh my gosh, Christy, you, you get me. I'm, I'm with you. You're, you're my gal, right? That's the kind of feeling that we want to have. So you guys are doing good. We're about to move to the next level. Something you did, by the way, or you said to do, and I, I did it because I have coached before to send voice messages on Instagram because I was like, oh, that's like a next level connection. Like there's a difference between responding to stuff and you also coach and teach and they've been t- coached and taught this a million times to respond to everyone. Like if you're not commenting back to comments, you're basically saying, screw you, I don't like you or like I don't value you. So they've been coached and trained on that a ton of times, but I've told them before to send voice messages and your idea of sending videos, uh, part of my morning routine is I walk my dogs and I try to respond to a bunch of messages. And what I've been doing is I've been doing short videos back to people who share my podcast out. I'm only at a million downloads. So I'm like a little baby compared to 65 million. I'm obsessed. So awesome. Um, But every time someone shares now, I'm trying to send a video that's like, hey, Pat, thanks so much. I hope you have an awesome day. Just want to tell you thanks for connecting. If there's anything you want me to do a podcast on, just let me know. And the response is silly so thank you again like that's been you know like three weeks of this now it's been massive 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 difference so um i just want to shout out to that to anybody who's who yeah steal it steal it steal it steal it steal it it's his it's not mine but steal it um no, this I, is so valuable somebody, by the way yeah, I that, so i'm just passing it forward that's what we do that we live in a world of abundance right where we never feel like we're taking we're, we're, we're always giving to each other and that's what i love about people like you jesse and everybody here and the people that i connect with i purposefully don't connect with people who i don't feel that would offer uh help if i help them and vice yes. versa right yes. and, and and we just live in this world of abundance i feel and i love that kind of mindset instead so thank you for that and that's something that's really easy to do in fact that's that's we're skipping ahead a little bit in terms of how to make super fans but if you really want to impress somebody Send them a quick little video. It literally takes 10 seconds. It's faster than an email. It'll blow their mind. And I put this into my schedule every Friday when I go on my walk to within 30 minutes. And again, I can't reach everybody, but I, but you can't scale this either. I know some people who try to scale this. They're like, oh, I'm going to make a video for all the Johns in the audience and send all the Johns. No, don't like, just do it. Do it personally. Send a video out. It's going to make a difference. I promise you, right? Some things in businesses just shouldn't be scalable. And some things definitely should be too. So anyway, let's let's move on to the next level. We're going to take our active audience who is like, oh, I know, I know this person now. I like what they do. Let's convert them into a part of the community now. And part of that community, and there's a reason the word community and communication are very similar. It's because those things require for each other. So in order to build a community, we need opportunities for communication to happen. And one of my favorite ways, this is a very simple tactic that we can get uh, – yeah, that we can use to get our audience to start talking to us, to, to get our audience to start actually engaging with us. And that is to not ask, 
questions. Questions are great because when you ask a question, then your audience answers, right? And you're giving permission uh, for people to speak. But instead of that, I love asking people for the answer. So there's a big difference there. Not just a question, but I want to I want to know what the answer is. So quick, uh, like how many of you? Let me know in the chat if you've ever watched a game show. Like hands up if or, or if you've watched a game show on television. Cool. Uh, keep your hand up if you've ever watched a game show on television alone. Definitely have watched uh, alone. And then finally, how many of you have watched a game show alone yet when you know the answer, you shout it out as if you're going to win money right in that moment? Yes! Right? <laughs> we all do that. Why do we, even though we're by ourselves, say the answer when we know it? Because we love to know that we know the right answer. We, that feels good knowing that we know stuff. And we as leaders can provide opportunities for our audience to feel good about knowing stuff too. So story time. Let's do a little story time music here, if you don't mind. So there's a guy named Steve Spangler, right? He is a scientist. He is on Oprah and on Ellen and a bunch of other shows. He's fantastic. He teaches kids. I have kids, and he's he's super fantastic. Um, he was on an interview once, and I heard that he made a small little tweak in his videos that changed everything for his business. So his videos, which are very scientific, he would do like an experiment and then he would share how the experiment happened like any good teacher would, right? He would suck in air from a balloon, like, and then he would he would be like, hey, ha, um, this was sulfur hexafluoride, which is a little bit lower, which is why my voice was lower when you thought it was supposed to be higher. What do you think? And that was like how he engaged with his audience. What do you think? Tell me, like, what, uh, what do you think of this video? But then he changed it up. He changed the video to share the experiment, but not reveal the answer. He asked his audience to reveal the answer. And the comments exploded. Everybody in the comment section wanted to provide the best answer. And people, of course, could upvote other answers. They were pulling out their science books. They were having fights. And most of all, communication was happening within the tribe. And this, in fact, took off so much that YouTube, back in 2009 or 2008, when they were coming out with their first YouTube originals, asked Steve Spangler, be one of the first YouTube originals and get paid to create some original content for YouTube because his audience was so engaged. And it was simply because he asked his audience for the answer. And this positions you as an authority, even though it's like, oh, you, you of course know the answer. And you can say that, yeah, I know the answer, but I want to know how many of you know the answer or what do you think the best answer is? It also allows your audience to get involved because here's another thing that might happen. You got to realize that you can still have people on the court with you but they can still feel like they're not playing the game. When I was in school, even though I was born 11 pounds, 12 ounces, right? I was a very tiny kid. I like third grade, everybody kept growing, I stopped. And so my senior year of high school, I barely passed five feet tall. Always in the front line, even in the marching band, we're all supposed to wear the same uniform. You could be like, oh, there's Pat, he's down there. Oh, okay, and then there's, there's everybody else. So anyway, I, I got picked on a lot and I got, I got uh, bullied and, and, and whatnot. Um, but, but that's okay. Right. That, that, that's okay. I think, um, sorry, I just, I saw you laugh, Jesse, and it made me think of some funny stories related to, um, to March Man. Anyway, what, what was I just talking about? I, I got off track a little bit. Um, oh, I was, I was talking about uh, getting your audience. Oh, okay, so I had friends in marching band, right. Who were actually really tall and they were friends. So they invited me to come play basketball with them. But unfortunately, because I was so short, I got never passed the ball. I never passed the ball. And even though I was on the court with them playing basketball, I never got a chance to shoot. I never got a chance to pass. Nothing ever happened. So how often do we in our brand set up the court for everybody? We bring them in to play with us. And then we never give them a chance to, to, to feel involved. 
right? We never give them a chance to feel like they belong to something. So that sense of belonging is absolutely key. One of the best ways to do this, especially today, is to set up little moments where you can have people meet each other, right? When you as the leader can facilitate moments of interaction with your audience, magic happens even without you having to do anything. You just created the space for people to connect with each other, just like how we're all connecting together here, which is really cool, right? I remember going to an event in uh, St. Louis, 2013 financial blogger conference. I spoke at that event. And when I go to events, I like to rent out like a restaurant and and, and have my fans come and and all, you know, interact with them, meet my fans and have them all meet each other, which is really cool. But I try to go around and shake everybody's hand, right? It's really busy night for me because I want to say hello to everybody. And I want to make sure that they get value there. And I remember at, at that night, at the end of the night, Um, I see this woman who I hadn't seen all night and I felt really bad because we spent like three hours there and I was like, you know, some of these people drove or flew in to kind of see me and I went up to her and I'm like, hey, you know, her name is Jennifer. Uh, She had a name tag and I was like, Jennifer, I'm so sorry that we didn't get a chance to chat a little bit. Um, Maybe we can talk a little bit later. If you're here at this event, we could talk tomorrow. And she's like, Pat, um, I didn't come here to see you. And I was like, Like, are you like, it was, it was like very aggressive. Like Pat, I didn't come here to see you. And I was like, okay. It was very awkward. But then she was like, Pat, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I love you. I listened to your show. You're amazing. But I never get a chance to meet other people like me. You've provided that opportunity here for today for, for me today. And thank you so much. I was just spending so much time here meeting new friends and potential partners. And you've, you've been able to do that. I can't thank you enough. And I hope you don't take offense to that. I came here to see other people like me because I never get a chance. I can't talk about business with my family. I can't talk about business with my friends. So it's like, oh, I get it now. So now when I do these things, I go there, I set them up, and I, I'm just kind of standing in the corner. Because when you put on an event, it's actually not about you. It's about people meeting each other, right? The connection is absolutely key, right? And so I love that you all are are, are seeing this. And maybe I'm preaching the choir here because you're getting a great example of how Jesse does this uh, every single week. And I love that. But that's so important. We all have the capability to do that. You don't have to do it in person. And of course, right now, we really can't do it in person. You can do this online and live streams and such. And in fact, I've been live every day for the last 154 days on YouTube. There's a specific section, thank you, of, of my book about showing up for your people and providing a space like I'm talking about. Well, thankfully on YouTube, there's the live chat feature where people can connect with each other. And without me even knowing this, the chat created their own Slack group and they've there's hundreds of people in there now that connect every single time after I go live, they go in there and they meet each other and they, they form partnerships. And like, I didn't even know that was happening. It just shows you how much people are craving connection today. And when you can create the ability for people to connect with each other, it can do nothing but build your brand even higher. So, so do that, create those moments, even if it's a short moment or, or a group online or, or something, we actually just launched an, uh, a membership platform called SPI pro because of this. And uh, we have 500 founding members there and we're taking applications. It's so cool to see people connect with each other with like-minded people because, because that's what we're missing nowadays. And I think if you had the opportunity to create a membership or at least a small little group of some kind, really great things in your brand can absolutely happen. So these are different ways that we can get our audience engaged. And and finally, uh, with relation to taking people who are active in our brand and turning them into community members, actually involve your community in decisions that you make. They don't have to be big decisions, but when people feel like they are a part of the business with you, that they actually can help inform the business itself. This is very simple to do. For example, when I came out with the book, Superfans, I was like, hey guys, here are three covers of the book, Superfans. Which one do you prefer? 
And just like small little things like that, you're going to see a ton of engagement. Number two, people love that they're getting a chance to speak up about something. And number three, you also get some data on what people like best too. And there's just really fun, easy ways to get people involved. If there are superstars in your brand, put a spotlight on them as well. This can do nothing but help the entire community in whole. And this is something that we're trying to do of more. If you've read Donald Miller's story brand, this is exactly what it's all about. You are not the hero of the story. You are the Yoda. You are the guide. You're creating little Luke Skywalkers in your audience. And those are the people who you need to showcase. On my podcast, the most successful podcast episodes that I do are episodes where I bring my own students on to talk about their journey, their obstacles, their challenges. And what does this do as a byproduct? It becomes the most fantastic testimonial for my product ever. In fact, in fact uh, when I was promoting my podcasting course, I had a podcast episode that featured three of my students. And when you do this, and you don't have to have a podcast, you can have a YouTube channel or even a blog to highlight your students, but choose different people that represent the different sub avatars in your audience. So I chose, for example, Dr. B, who started a podcast about ADHD. She's over 60 years old and was deathly afraid of technology. So of course, everybody listening to that was like, oh my gosh, if Dr. B can do this and now she's in 33 different countries helping people with ADHD, I guess I could do it too if I'm, if I'm scared of technology. And then somebody else who took their offline business online and another person who grew their business percentage-wise by 348% as a result of their podcast, as another example. And of course, that became an amazing episode that accounted for over $150,000 worth of sales for my course. And I even had people reach out to me and go, Pat, um, I would love for you to thank Dr. B for selling your course for you because she is the reason why I got in. Pull these stories out from your audience, highlight them, spotlight them. It makes the members feel special. And you don't have to do it in a big grandiose way like that. Maybe you have a member of the month or member feature Monday on your channel or inside of your group where you just spotlight somebody. I, th I think when I came in here, I saw you doing this to one of your members here. Um, uh, Adele, I think you, you had yep. featured in some, some way, which yep. is really cool. So that's like, what an amazing way to make people feel like they're a part of something and that, that we can root for each other, right? We need more things to root for these days, don't we? And so provide that opportunity for people to root for each other, for people just like them. It'll inspire the people who need to level up a little bit. It'll inspire those who are a little bit more ahead to help those who are coming up. There's some amazing things that can happen within that community, right? And then finally, let's talk about how to convert some of those community members into super fans. Some of them, like I said, will convert to super fans anyway. And they're going to literally show up for everything of yours. They're going to buy everything you come out with. They're going to send you thank you notes. And I even have like bobbleheads that people created for me like back here. Like what is, these are really scary, by the way. Like this <laughs> yeah, show us. is like the scariest thing oh. that. Like what wow. is that? But, <laughs> You know, is that is how my, you usually dress? Like, is that your normal attire? <laughs> this is my attire when I speak at an event. Like, legit. But everybody gets the face wrong. Look how scary that is. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. Uh, anyway. It really bobbling. Look at it bobbling. It's so creepy. Oh, my God. Make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, now I can't take my eyes off that. They I'm all like, say they want a Jesse Lee bobblehead. I'm very concerned what my face would look like on a bobblehead too. Be... <laughs> I like that idea. I like that idea. Um, the, the number one way to convert a person in your, in your community to a super fan is to offer what I like to call moments of surprise. Those are mad. Those are the Disney like magical moments, the unexpected moments of surprise, right? If you have a spouse or partner, for example, you go to bed every night with them. It's like, hey, good night, honey. I love you. You say that every night. It just becomes normal, right? Good night, honey. I love you. Good night, honey. I love you. Good night, honey. I love you. 
and it's just normal, right? Except that one time she doesn't say it back and then you're like, oh my God, are you mad? And she just fell asleep and then it becomes a whole ordeal. Anyway, that's maybe a little bit too personal. But anyway, um, <laughs> it just becomes normal. It's the I love you when you go into her office at 3.48 p.m. on a random Tuesday for no reason whatsoever other than just to go, hey, baby, I love you. That's what gets talked about. That's what gets remembered. It doesn't cost much. It just costs a little bit of time to think about how you can unexpectedly surprise somebody. And there are so many different ways that we can do this in our businesses that are very simple. And you'd mentioned one of them that's very simple, just getting on our phone, on Instagram, and sharing a really, really heartfelt just thank you to your audience with literally nothing else than just saying thanks. Not to ask for something, not like, hey, can you review my stuff? Just literally a reach out and, and hello, how are you doing? Or can I help you with anything? Right. And I, I schedule this in my calendar every Friday to do this. This just a quick, what's up? What's up? How's it going? And I'll tell you, like you said, the response is unreal and it's so easy to do. Sometimes it might be something for a new customer. In fact, there's a tool that I mentioned in the book called Bonjoro, B O N. J-O-R-O. This is a ninja tool, people, where you can set it up to integrate to your Stripe account or your your PayPal or whatever uh, payment service that you have. What this does is it's on your phone, Bonjoro, B-O-N-J-O-R-O. You tie it to those accounts. When you get a new customer for a product, it'll tell you, hey, uh, you know, uh, Jesse Lee just uh, bought Power Up Podcasting. I swipe to the right. It opens up a video recording screen. Hey, Jesse, Pat here. Thank you so much for purchasing Power of Podcasting. I just saw the order come in. I want to tell you I'm so excited for your upcoming podcast. And if you have any questions, please let my team or uh, or I know. I can't wait to see you in there. Make sure you catch that first welcome video uh, as soon as you can. Thanks. I'll see you later. Bye. Literally 10 seconds. Somebody who just spent money with you is going to get a surprise, literally personalized video with their name. And it literally, like, especially, especially, especially if you have something that has like a recurring payment. Um, it can go a very long way to keep that person on. They'll remember that. What a great first impression to make to somebody. And then especially for your golden super fans, these are the people who you know, like legit will show up for you. They're going above and beyond for you. Like every quarter, just think about what you can do to help them or or just reach out and ask if you could serve them anyway, because these are the people who are the lifeblood of our audiences who will wave your flag so high, who are always going to be there for you, no matter what technology happens, no matter what happens to Facebook, Instagram, wherever, they're going to find you in such an amazing way and support you no matter what happens. And that's how you create super fans. And, 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 and another thing to do, and this, this is something that I learned from my good friend, Jordan Harbinger, uh, in, in a similar way, I just want to offer it to you because it's so powerful and something we forget to do. Um, I do this now once a month. I go into my phone and I go to messages I scroll all the way down to the bottom, like legit all the way down to the bottom, which is, of course, the people that we haven't reached out to in a while. And then just send them a few messages and just check in with them. These are the people who, I don't know, for whatever reason, we lost track and just reaching out to them will surprise them. And you never know, these might create some amazing connections. And what we're doing here, similar to what we're doing with the what's up with our audience, is we're digging our well before we're thirsty. When you are digging your well, when you're thirsty, in other words, you're going to reach out to your audience because you're about to sell an ebook. It's too late. You're already gonna, you're, you're thirsty to death. We need to build and, and dig our wells now by providing value now with asking for nothing in return currently. Because when it comes to that moment to do that, it's not even gonna feel like an ask anymore. People will in fact wanna do that for you. And that's that's super fans in 50 minutes for you. And there you go. Oh my gosh.
gosh. Okay, I have one clarifying question if you have time for it. I want to respect your yeah, time. Absolutely. Okay, so first of all, the alignment between everything you just said and then the amount of tactical things. I am so happy and so grateful that you came on here. Thank you for saying yes. I know you are extremely busy. I hope it has felt worth it to you to be on here. Um, and again, like huge shout out again. Please, guys, if you've not already bought his book, he shows you how to do all of these things. For those who are like, wait, it went so fast, my hands fell off. I know, it broke. It's okay. It's all in the book, just by super fans. Uh, but I have a quick question because I think uh, so many people wonder how some of us have scaled these really big brands, right? And, and we're able to, we really have dug that well before we were thirsty. And I say that all the time. So again, alignment's so crazy. Uh, can you talk really quickly about authenticity? Because I just watched you for the last 50 minutes and I've seen you on Instagram, but it's not the same. Live and in person is just, or on Zoom and in person is whatever, is so much better. Um, you were so authentically you this whole time. You've got the funny sound effects. You're making the eye rolls, the camera thing. Like you are just being you. And it's so obvious to me. Ah, shut up. What is that? Oh my God. I'm, I'm like over it, but I'm so obsessed. Actually, these little screen moves. My God, I need your whole studio. <laughs> like, can you just talk on that? Because I think a lot of people are probably stuck somewhere where they're like, how, like, I understand all this stuff, but how do I make people want to be my super fan? And if I could guess, you just being the best version of Pat Flynn probably has a lot to do with that. And so if you wouldn't mind touching on that really fast, I would love that forever. And then I will let you go about your night with your with your children and your wife. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, everybody, for the kind words. Like, I feel like I hadn't spoken at an event in a long time because of what's happening. I literally am having the same feelings just coming off the stage right now, seeing all the chat here. So... 100% worth my time. Thank you so much. And whether you check out the book or not, I'm just so thankful for you and your support. If you've read the book, a review would be awesome at some point once you feel uh, once you feel like you're up to it. But in terms of super fans and like being authentically you, I think, like I said, it's just kind of embracing who you are and being okay with that and realizing that you're going to attract the right people when you are fully yourself and leaning into what you can discover that people know you for. This is actually, in fact, something I talk about in my other book, Will It Fly?, which is understanding what your superpowers are or why people gravitate toward you. You might not know that answer, and it's really important to understand how to find that answer and what that answer is. Why are people gravitating toward you? And then lean into that, right? When I first started teaching people entrepreneurship online, I thought it was because I had these amazing case studies. And it's like, well, no, it wasn't really the case studies. It was the fact that I was the only person really online in the entrepreneurship world who wasn't talking about moving to Bali and living a laptop lifestyle. My, my Lamborghini was a 2012 Toyota Sienna van. And people really resonated with the family aspect of it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make everything I do 100% family friendly. Never swear on my podcast. I'm just going to lean into that. And yeah, I swear every once in a while when I stub my toe or whatever. But on my show and how I want to show up for my audience and because it's family friendly and kids are listening too, like that's how I want to show up for people. And people go, oh, that's why I like Pat. Let me, let me, let me recommend my other friends who have families who want family friendly content for them too. It's like, I love Gary Vee, he's awesome, but I can't share him with my kids because he's dropping F-bombs every five seconds, right? So it's like, okay, well, let me be the family-friendly Gary Vee, I guess you call it that. Um, but anyway, uh, that, 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 that's, that's, that's one aspect, right? And then, of course, as you grow and scale, having and hiring people that have the same values as you is really important. I have a team now so amazing who also share the same love for my audience, who show up and care for them just as much. And then the final thing that I think is great. And, and, and the biggest lesson I learned from one of my coaches, James Shramko, which is we have to stop trying to be so interesting and start getting interested. 
in your audience and who those people are and what like I, like the way to gain super fans is to become a super fan of your audience right like get to know them and become a fan of who they are and how you can help them and that can do nothing but return for you in so many different ways the law of reciprocity is absolutely uh there and, and this defaulting to generosity and and, and over delivering and providing value um and really caring like truly honestly caring about people is going to come back to you in so many ways and provide that support and love and super fans that, that you've been looking for. I love that so much. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for over delivering tonight. Absolutely. Mind blowing. I feel like you did the book in an hour. I don't know how. So, uh, but either way, we will definitely leave reviews. You've offered so much tremendous value tonight. I can't thank you enough. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your content. We will, we will make you proud. I promise you, Pat. So thank you so much for your time. Empire, stay on for a minute. I have a couple more announcements. Uh, you have a beautiful rest of your night and, and God bless you, Pat. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you.